0: nearly home along to that every week. You can't home along to that. It's fucking course can't you can't home along to it. It's impossible. Do do, do 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 it's fucking brilliant? It's brilliant. Um I'm Gav, that's Phil. Dick goes with us. It's the winners and losers for the LFC Day Trippers on this Monday evening. <coughs> um you're all very welcome. Uh tonight there is no timers. There is no topics. It's We're going to go around the table as we want. They can pick all losers if they want. They can pick all winners. It's from the Premier League this season and people in the chat if you would like to throw in any suggestions. I might not get to them immediately, but I will stick a little favourite beside them and get back to them later. Um, this is brought to you by Falecon, who is our charity partner. Great news. We've gone past the €5,000. Um, I towards our €10,000. I'd <coughs> like to thank everyone that's donated so far. I've haunted Ray Dicko Dickinson over the last 24 hours, and um, in <laughs> fairness to Ray, he won the fantasy football and um, for the LSE day trippers 240 euros, I think it was. And he donated it to Failicon in different ways. He's actually put prizes forward and he's donated some money, so it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Laura Duffy has noticed the new setup from Phil with the mic, and he's absolutely delighted with himself. He came on, and I genuinely thought when he came on, he was going to announce like fucking. Tyson Fury against someone he was that loud it was ridiculous but um look we're past the 5,000 with with Khan we're halfway there let's Steve does the mic retract into the ceiling watch this well, does it retract it's fucking coming from the moon for fuck's sake um, <laughs> so apologies about Phil's like, set and he's going to have great fun with that over the next hour or so but look um, we're halfway there with Falacon. The link is in the description if you want to help us out. Um to if you want to have a look at what they're about, or if you want to donate, or share it amongst your friends, family, colleagues, wherever it might be, or even people you don't like. Doesn't matter. Um, we will talk about it again later as well. Um I don't know where to start. Uh in mini money mo Phil. Um, you can go on this weekend's football. You can go on the Premier League as a whole. You can go winner. You can go loser, and we will just kick it off there and see where we want to go. So off you go.
2: Okay, well, I want to give the lifetime loser award to Steven Gerrard. Right, I've, I've, I've been <laughs> by this all day long. Right, the chap is waiting. Like the chap never thought he'd have a chance to win a league for Liverpool Football Club again. Right, and he, this weekend he had the opportunity. Not only did he have the opportunity. He had his team tuning up with 20 minutes to play. Now, there's, there's, you can talk about the pressure and all that was coming on the Liverpool team and how we, we seem to be struggling with the pressure until it happens, right? But at that point, <laughs> he does the equivalent of the managerial slipping over for Demba right? <laughs> takes Coutinho off and Aston Villa implode. And it's like, if ever there's a person that's never going to win a league title for Liverpool Football Club, it's Steven Gerrard. And that, to me, was a special loser achievement for the whole season in that one instance to what's there. I was just, I was I was actually fuming. I went off. I, I was so annoyed, right? I was so proud of what the team had achieved. I was so proud of what everything that was done. And then I just started to go, on, ah, here, this is like, I, 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 all week long, I was going on, you just know what's going to happen. The writing is on the wall. That was Stephen Gerrard's Liverpool career in a nutshell, and he was managing Aston Villa at the time at the same time, It's just it's bizarre. It's the most bizarrest thing you can get. But yeah, that's the that's the issue I have, right? It's just um
0: Um Okay. I will I'll, I'll I know where you're going with that. Alright? And I think Dicko knows where you're going with that as well. I was fuming as well. I'm going to be honest with you. Um because all right, Coutinho was out on his feet, but I would have just, Gerrard was fine where he was. He should have just kept going where he was. He was two it up. They weren't doing a hell of a lot. Um, When I Villa, they literally went up the pitch twice and scored. Do you know what I mean? Um, For me, take Coutinho off and stick Ings on. Because as soon as you take Coutinho off and you put on uh, that centre midfielder um, or defensive midfielder you're inviting City on even more and City then know that you've won less player that can hurt you mm-hmm. and the, it, was, it was kind of there was a couple of things going on for me it's one all with Liverpool and Wolves it's 2-0 to Villa and I'm praying Liverpool score and, and not because I oh, want to go ahead I just want City to find out Liverpool are ahead and they're 2-0 down and we're approaching the 70th minute alright that's the first thing it didn't happen and the second thing is Gerrard should have put on an attacking player for Coutinho he should have just put on an attacking player and said, Look, we're going to be dangerous to you. City just knew as soon as he'd done that, that he could just pile people forward. And they had nothing going the other way. So I know where you're going with that. I'm um, absolutely fuming at Aston Villa after the game. I really was. I was yeah. fucking fuming. I even Dicko mentioned me after going, what you think? And I went, Oh, they're just cunts. Right? <laughs> just <couldn't, laughs> I just couldn't keep it in. But look, I kind of know where you're going with that. I think um, he probably seen it as we're 2 it up. Um, hold what we have but I think he would have held what he had better if he had a put a threat on the pitch rather than a defensive midfielder Dicko. or doing nothing or doing nothing well, well, well Coutinho was out on his feet so he has to make a change do you know what I mean Dicko
1: Coutinho out on his feet I mean we've we seen that at Liverpool I mean he'd actually managed Coutinho's minutes in the last few games I just don't understand how the hell he's not meet, being able to last the, the 90 minutes having said that you know as you're saying about the sub, like he does bring Danny Ings on, but he, he brings Danny Ings on when a they're three two, two down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, as they go three two down, he goes, "Oh, better bring Danny Ings on here." You know what I mean? Like his head must have been spinning. I mean, Steve. I mean, someone just mentioned in the comments there, just as it was going through in my mind. Um, you know, Hannah says he's shaping up to be a bang average manager. I mean, he's being been is it's he's, 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 he's being a very underwhelming. Introduction to the, to the Premier League for Gerard this season. I mean, there was all the talk about him doing his apprenticeships at, you know, Rangers and then Villa and then coming in potentially and uh, taking over from Klopp. Obviously Klopp's extended his contract now. And I just, I don't see, I never see now a situation where these things kind of, you know, kind of dovetail. If, if, if you know what I mean, I I just, I just, I, I, I find it hard to see Gerard becoming Liverpool manager and that'll probably come as a a relief to many but yeah the Villa aspect of all of what happened yesterday is the most annoying part of it like you know I know we never go top and we didn't put that added piece of pressure on and maybe that's a little bit of a of a kind of a regret in some ways but my god like the absolute capitulation like you know how can, I know we've seen it the other nights with, with Palace, you know, against Everton, but like that was over a, a a longer period of time sort of thing. And, and, you know, I think even at the end, Palace kind of have, you know, half chances and whatnot to make it three, three, but you just kind of had that sinking feeling as the first goal went in. And you know the funny thing is, right, I don't know. I mean, I was dual screening yesterday. I had, obviously, the Liverpool match on, and I had the City game on with no commentary, just, just watching the action. And actually, Villa had plenty of dangerous moments. Oli Watkins was very wasteful of some really great opportunities. You know, there's a, a situation where potentially... The, the scenario which I thought was going to be necessary, a kind of uh, bearing down on goal and a defender potentially getting sent off almost occurred. Um so I, I you know coupled with City not being on it yesterday, it just all seems to be falling in place on that side of things. It just it's mind boggling that they allowed City to to basically
0: run all over them for think, that for that seven minutes. <laughs> I think the change does it. I, I genuinely do. I think City are looking going. For me, like I was watching, I had both on as well. And from, from what I could see, City were attacking and but playing a lot of square ball. But they were being a bit tentative with it because they knew if they lost it, Coutinho can hurt you. Watkins can hurt you. You know what I mean? But when he takes Coutinho off and he puts on a midfielder, they know they can commit an extra body or two because it's not going to continue anymore. It's going to a defensive midfielder that only probably has Ollie Watkins to look at. or You know what I mean? That he can hit or bendy mm-hmm. or whoever it might be, right? Um, and I just, look, City are a fantastic side. They aren't. They are, Phil. The, the <laughs> air, it, how they've come about is is a different issue altogether. But the, no, they, the, they will hurt next, you. They're, they're next
2: to me losers. All right, well, you we'll get to them in a minute. We we'll get to them in a minute. I hate but, them. But I and Not not that I hate them for being a threat I just hate them for for well have done yeah, to the
0: game Listen, yeah there's no, there's, there, I've no issue with that But what I'm saying is On, on, on the football it's The players that you have Will hoard you And when they sniff blood mm. Like, oh they're putting an extra man in, in in a midfield They'll go for you And Villa just couldn't handle it And look, I was I, was, I was I couldn't believe the change I was like, just stick as you are Because that Even if Coutinho or Ings comes on And doing nothing it's stopping Man City going, coming at us. Kat says, ah, come on, you can't blame Gerrard. We didn't win any of our games against the top four, nor did we beat Man City away. It's our fault, no one else's. Veranda Chees says, you can't be fuming, a villa for fuck's sake. They shouldn't have even went to up. It's our own fault we lost the league as we dropped just a few more points than City. I they're, think very, just, they're very I valid think- points, but...
1: Yeah, I think it's just what unfolded and the kind of... Like, it, there was an aspect of that yesterday that it was completely unexpected, wasn't it? You know, we didn't really think that Phil stood a chance and we were all expecting City to score the first goal. You know, 99 times out of 100, that that's happening, isn't it? Let's face it. And we got that one kind of glimmer of hope. And that's what's kind of made it all a little bit kind of more painful today. I mean, Phil's... Delighted, he likes these guys, got that kind of underlying kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the sort of the, the the mischievous kind of aspect. I'd say Phil was going this.
0: around today absolutely fuming <laughs> for, no, uh, say in a 10 minute segment, right? I'd say nine minutes of it was fuming. Then the last one was like, ah, oh, but it's all right. And kind of giggled to himself <laughs> and went about yeah, yeah, his yeah. business. Cause that's how no, it. No, just no, on Gerard right? though. Just on Gerard though. Like,
2: that's what I want to bring it back to. The,
0: yeah. The, Cause the impression I get, um, people are saying bang average manager, stuff like that. And he does a good job up at Rangers, right? Um, and, Football aside, I think the way he, he brings standards into Rangers and it's well documented as to what he goes in and tells Rangers what they have to do, and if they don't do it, he's out the door. He gets he gets an opportunity at Villa. What I'm hearing from Villa fans is that he doesn't like an awful lot of the players that are there. He doesn't feel they they fit his shape, um, the work ethic um and just aren't of the quality that he feels that you should have. And part of me thinks that he's just getting through this season and he's going to look to bolster. He's looking at Tarkowski off Borney, apparently someone says there, he signed Camara off Marseille today. So they are going to back him. And I think I said this when he got the job. He get through the season, but the pressure will be bang on Steven Gerrard from August because they are, I think they backed him in the, the January as well, didn't he? Luca Dean and stuff like that. They're going to back him again. And because of the money Villa have spent over the last two or three seasons, it's going to be bang on him from the fourth game in August. And that's what you'll see when he's made of. It's a
1: bit, a bit of, a soon it's s-, s vibes, though, in some respects, do you know what I mean? But my
2: point here just is, it comes back to people are getting mixed up with Aston Villa and Steven Gerrard. Right? Like, my point here wasn't about Aston Villa. My point no, <laughs> was no, about Gerrard. No matter what he does, he'll never win a, tro- a league trophy for Liverpool Football <laughs> Club, and that's what he desires most more than anything in his whole life. And even at a point where he was probably thinking to himself, "I am doing the nineteen ninety four ninety five version of Liverpool." In I remember in Anfield against Blackburn yeah. Overs when yeah, Liverpool yeah. beat Blackburn that day, yeah. right? But Blackburn won the be league because because um, you know it couldn't beat West Ham that day, right? No, crossed my unless, mind a
1: lot that yesterday.
2: It, in his head, he's thinking, tune it up with 65 minutes gone. I've, do, I've done my club the favour. Hopefully, look. And Coutinho, I'd say Coutinho's even thinking to himself, this might be a bit of redemption for everything that went on, right? He scores a second goal. Looks like the winner for a thing. Celebrated sco- it
1: like it meant something. Yeah.
2: If they if they go if Liverpool win now, well, there's a bit of redemption here for me. I actually loved my time when I was there, and I sort to give something back to back to the fans, right? And I and it's not about Villa; it's just about the whole story. You can see, I can see a sliding doors parallel universe moment, right, where that all comes together. And Mo, Mo scores that second goal. That the, the, yeah. the, the comeback doesn't happen, and Mo scores the yeah. second goal. Yeah. And can you imagine what the stories were? would be like today. Could you imagine I the know, sense of redemption? They would have almost driven Gerard down, back down in time for the trophy lift to have him there, right? And Coutinho mm-hmm. in a John Terry give him a Nike kit just to throw on him and have him there and have all the lads <laughs> back around to make up for the 1340. Like this was their chance. This was Coutinho's chance and Gerard's chance at redemption for 1314. Think about it, Gav. Think about the psychology that's involved in this. Think about how how crushed that could f- make you feel in a dressing room after the game as well. And I'm taking the, the, the joke part to this side because there was that moment for them to have this level of redemption and, and people forget this about how they feel about what happened in 13-14, and and how they would have right. felt about what went on. And this was their, uh, putting it in, in their laps to have that chance. Even Danny Ings. Think about Danny Ings. He's there for Liverpool for a long time and he was he's part of what was going on with Klopp and stuff like that. This was their chance of feeling that they were part of something else that was going on. And they still they, they still essentially encapsulated everything that happens in 13-14 yeah. in ninety well, minutes.
0: <clears throat> don't get me wrong, I don't think I think what we're, we're pushing on on, on Villa and, and Gerard because that's who who's there yesterday and that's an obvious Not thing. No But <clears throat> he makes like th- he makes one wrong decision for me yesterday. That's all he does. Um, you know, people are um, a, a couple of uh, about n- not beating anyone in the top four. that that's been said a few times here. See, he lost twice to sports, drew twice with us. Mm. Um, and beat Chelsea twice. I think. I think they take ten points from the top four. We take eight. Um, we beat
2: Chelsea in two cup finals. People forget that. Yeah. I know we drew um, them. Over the I left this.
0: I left this up. Ola Conley 007 says. Even as the quarters over, but our season isn't. United fans on the football terrace, Slating LFC. Long may it continue, Ola Conley. Oh, That's the only I, way you have to look at it. It's can I, forget, no, no, can I just because Marty Slade, the the betty he had done, I always remember that. Well, come here to
2: me on, on, on this right, and this is a bigger point. And this is why the, the City thing, the, the Pep thing is mental, right? Because, and this is why to me City are the ultimate losers despite winning the league, right? They have infinite money to spend. They have all, everything that's possibly needed. They've got a tiny fan base. They had the worst parade that you'll ever see in your life. It was basically lads running alongside the bus. I actually thought it was a reverse marathon. You know, normally, like the marathon, the, the lads are in the middle and they, then they have the, the things coming after. Instead, I thought they were doing the marathon at the side and the buses were in the middle of the people waving at them saying, Good luck in the marathon. But like, you look at what's going on and you think to yourself, this is a team that spent nearly 1.3 billion since Pep came in to win everything, right? And they haven't got close to winning everything. They failed repeatedly in Europe. They failed again when the FA Cup was, was on this. Well, not failed again, but like they, they failed in terms of the, the FA Cup. They failed in the League Cup. And they, all they have is the league. And you have Pep saying that these lads are legends. If this is legendary for spending $1.4 billion on a football team, then give up because there's nothing legendary about that. It's, 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 it's at best par for what they spent Hmm. and at worst it is an incredible underachievement for the amount of money that that football club spends on an annual basis to be the best team in Europe remember they're not focused on being the best team in England they assume they're going to be the best team in England they assume their desire and their want is to spend money to make them the best team in Europe and the best team in the world and they have failed repeatedly since Guardiola was there to achieve that. And I don't know if they're going to do it because I think that again he is galaxy brain. Like I know I, I'm not a fan of of Guardiola, right? I'm not a fan of him, and I think this just encapsulates everything. And that 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 parade that they have today is Manchester City as a club in, in a, a nutshell. nutshell.
0: Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent
2: relevant. I'm guaranteeing you in 10 years time, no one will even remember that Manchester City won this league.
0: They'll well, remember the, the Liverpool. Thing is, like, it-
1: yeah, have, but they have remember have a, have a the quad, they remember the quad and and the the conquest that we were on and and how close we got and that we were hopefully it, as it will turn out if we do our thing on on Saturday night we were what ten minutes away or whatever from actually doing that quad yeah, but, closest anyone has ever come and on the flip side City were ten minutes away from a top from the total of a Total abyss of winning absolutely nothing. You know that's how close they were to a, a, an epic failure this season. Or you know, and, and with all that with all that money at the disposal, spending a hundred million. On a on a player in the summer who barely seemed to make any kind of an, of an impact, three goals and was, three
0: assists this season. Yeah, really and was
1: really- uh, you know I, I kept keeping my powders dry on him because I always felt he was going to do something, clinch the league for them or whatever. And ultimately, he did. He did absolutely nothing for them essentially, and he's just a bit of a show pony. Um, and he was giving it the big. The big and tonight, you know. Um, seeing a little video clip of you know, it, it's just uh, you know, 218 viewers in here that, that's more than was at that parade tonight. I mean, it, it's literally <laughs> twice the amount.
0: <laughs> we well, see for me, it's, for it's me, for me, actually, what goes on with City um. And I, I've no issue saying they're a really good football team because when you put that into it, that's what you end up with, a really good football mm. team. It's, it's where, the, where it's come from. Um, it's like I've seen on Twitter, or someone earlier said, um, they're just a League One team with money. Um, and, and they are, you know, when you go back to Man City, they were mid, the bottom half of the Premier League table, the majority of the time they ended up in League One at one stage, I think. Um, but it, they're trying too hard. You know, like Pep coming out and saying they're legends, you know. i seen Danny Mills today. I couldn't believe that. Well, I could believe it because it was coming out with Danny Mills' mill But he was like, um, what, um, what you are doing to keep winning is extraordinary, right? And then he said, but if Liverpool come out of the season with only two domestic cups, it'll be a failure of a season for them. And I was like, are you fucking on the same planet as us, you know? It, and I always think back to it. I, I always look at it and say, right, i tell you what. We'll take the league, and you take two domestic cups with a European Cup final on Saturday, and see you're taking it all day long, right? Yeah. And when City failed in the Champions League and won a domestic treble, people are like it's a domestic treble. They called it quadruple, didn't they, when they won the Charity Shield? You know, yeah, and, and, point, and yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's actually mad. And you know, something I think Pep and a lot of me better off just saying. Oh, isn't that a great game? And just keep going on about their business. They seem to be trying too hard to tell you how good they are and nearly forcing people into um, giving them some sort of acknowledgement. And I find, I I said yesterday to Shani, I'd rather lose a league title to Manchester United or Arsenal. I genuinely yeah. mean that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I could at least turn around and go, you know what? We both went that and like 08-09 oh, with oh, no, United, it happens, right? Um, the City one, I just... I get annoyed that we haven't won the league, but it's not annoyed on a footballing sense. It's annoyed on, these are just f- fucking really annoying at this stage. And uh, look, and, pe- and I tried to stay away from it because people come along and go, oh, it's sour grapes. It's completely not sour grapes. Um, they're more annoying, they're, not, they're, they're actually more
1: annoying than Chelsea when Chelsea had the dominance and you can say what you want. Yeah, but Chelsea, uh, you remember, Dicko,
0: Chelsea were winning FA Cups at the back end of the 90s. They were winning, I think they were yes, a Cup Winners' Cup in 1999. They were relevant. Right. They
1: were, they were, they had a great. They they were a, the they were a building
0: season. team from the late nineties yeah. into the early two thousands. And believe it or not, Abramovich I think was looking at Liverpool or Chelsea to go and take over. And um, don't Chelsea get into the Champions League in two thousand three yep. ahead of us? And he ends up taking them over, and, and away they go. But look, enough about that because you only come across as all you're only giving out <coughs> because it's no,
2: court. it's 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 not. But it it goes back to what I said, Gavin, in terms of the, the why I have them in the, in the losers categories. Right? Is every other time every other fan base. Are, we're happier that City won it than Liverpool win it. And the reason, f- because they're not going to come across a City fan, dislike them off and walk.
0: That's basically it, right? No, they, they don't I have, have to, a thing have- on this. I have a thing on this. Look, all this saving football stuff, right? I said yeah. a couple of weeks yeah. ago, the reason they want City to win the league is, is there's a couple of issues with it, right? First of all, these clubs that are around like Liverpool, right, are not up to the standard Liverpool and City is their insurance policy. If City win it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you know, it masks all their issues. Look at Arsenal, United, sports to a certain extent, and Chelsea, right? It masks all that. What well, what you will see over the next three or four years, if City falter, because it doesn't last forever. We know it's all cyclical and it doesn't last forever. We've seen Liverpool in the 70s and 80s, United in the 90s and 2000s. Chelsea in there as well. Arsenal have won a title in 18 years, I think. It would be 19 years next, uh, next year if they don't win it, which they won't, right? Um, and what will happen is if they get their arson gear, right? What they will do is, they will, they, United get their arse again next year and run City close in the title race. The first thing you're going to hear are Manchester United fans is, oh well, look what they're doing, let's talk about what they're doing and how they're ruining this and how they're ruining that. But right now, they don't want to say that because it's up against Liverpool, right? And if City win, it masks everything. If Liverpool doesn't, it puts the spotlight back on Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea and United. That's my opinion on it. But trust me, Liverpool's form like this won't last forever, City's won't, Arsenal won't be this bad forever, United won't be, Spurs will keep, well, from their point of view, will keep growing, and Chelsea, if they get it right, I think Thomas Tuchel has learned an awful lot about his squad this season, and if they get it right, when they go up against Liverpool and City and come short, because City just have whatever they need to go and win this title, right? I promise you, what you'll hear then is a complete shift in what they're saying, and it'll be all about, oh, well, they're doing this, and, they're doing it, and where do you get no money from? And, and these companies are PO boxes. That's what you're going to hear. It's all, it, your opinion is always formed on where you are. That's that's it. And right now, the best thing is for Man City to save football by not um, letting Liverpool win the league. That's just my thing on it. Dicko, do you want to give us a winner or a loser?
1: Oh jeez! Right, I'll give you. A- give us a
0: winner will you because we're at the slot and everyone there. <laughs> I
1: have
2: a deadly winner. I have a deadly winner. No,
0: no, shut up you It's take sorry. Sword.
2: Sorry, I've I've loads tonight. <laughs> I'll
1: give you. I'll give you a winner. It wasn't actually the one I mentioned earlier on, but I, I'm gonna. I, I need to. We need to have a laugh with this in some respects. But uh, my big winner is 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 Everton Football Club, um, and. He says let's, it through the most
0: grittiest of teeth.
1: <laughs> let's just say it as it is. Sixteenth place, an absolute triumph. Um, you, you, you know, you've 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 seen an absolute transformation out of this fan base over the last few weeks. What they've adopted, how they've gone about saving saving their, their you've beloved. You've said this club. is a
0: winner, but we're going to slaughter everything out. <laughs> All right, go on. I like your style.
1: Uh, I mean the. The scenes at Goodison on, um, Wednesday. was it Thursday? Was Torsi, it, was Torsi, it Torsi. Thursday? Yeah. Losing track of me days. I mean, that was just absolutely epic seeing, um, Big Frank Lampard um, standing up on that makeshift podium, um, which was essentially on top of the... Sorry,
0: you know, I'm going to have to butt in at times here because when you say stuff, stuff reminds me, right? And I (laughs) I genuinely see the tweet from a fella who had that picture of Lampard, right, beside a picture of Freddie Mercury playing a gig (laughs) for Queen at Wembley going, oh my God. Like, the comparisons are literally right there. Look at it. And I'm like, fucking hell. Like, he's comparing to Freddie Mercury at Live Aid in 1985 (laughs) at Wembley to Frank Lampard starting on a wooden bench in the main stand at Goodison. Absolutely (laughs) unbelievable. Go on,
1: sorry. No, he basically got on the roof there. He made the roof of the kind of the the executive boxes. Not that you'd ever know they were executive boxes, but on the (laughs) roofs of the executive boxes in front of uh, Bill Kemright. Um, Tony Bellew, uh, chipping in, um, th- th- I think they were probably searching, you know, for a, anything they could hold aloft at that point, you know, the, to, to classify as a trophy and they're straight. In fact, if they could have found that dog that they sacrificed the <laughs> yeah, lifted that they would have. <laughs> I mean, it was just—it was <laughs> un- it was, it was um, unbelievable. I mean, they're, they're still absolutely—they're still absolutely buzzing off it. And yesterday, we seen not just fans but actual players, fifty million pound players, going to taking to Twitter and reveling in the fact that their nearest and dearest neighbour had come a point short on ninety two points. From winning the Premier League, but by, by, by a solitary point again, and absolutely reveling. So they doubled down on the joy. The fact, the fact that they were trounced five-one yesterday was completely irrelevant to Evertonians. And um, they've come out of it. They've, they've, they've got one more uh, bullet to dodge. Um, on 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 um, Saturday, but they've probably still got the Real Madrid shirts in in the wardrobe from a few years ago. We have we seen that, so we, we 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 could get, I suppose, from their perspective, um, an action replay of that, and they'll they'll bounce into Saturday feeling pretty confident. I reckon. Do you reckon, this, do you reckon was-
0: if Liverpool lost on Saturday, Everton will claim a treble? Liverpool not winning the league, the European Cup, and them staying up on forty nine points, sixteen.
1: <laughs> Guarantee that will that will come out somewhere on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you probably that's just a spoiler alert, really. Because it's, some um, of the
0: words used, Dico, were like, um, "You can you can have all the trophies you want." but you, no one will ever experience what, what went on at Goodison Park on towards you. Now. And I was like, mate, mate, you just all ran on the pitch and jumped around. It's been done thousands of times. Liz Golden with a super chat. Thanks a million. Um, we don't mind super chats, but if you want to send money somewhere, send it to Failacon instead of to us. Uh-huh. Um, but Liz says, uh, Phil says the quiet words out loud. He does. That's because um, I'm everyone,
2: capable of talking quietly, to be fair. so it's like. <laughs> no, I think it's, I, I, I
0: read mean that as um, like, Hello. Stuff, stuff people don't say or say quietly, Phil just shouts it. Um, and John <laughs> i was, also
1: seen, if you've got to remember, this season started for Everton in, in complete despair. If you want to go back to the beginning, Rafa Benitez, I mean, they were absolutely... 10 livid, points really. in the first four games.
0: What's um, that? They had 10 points out of four games. Yeah, saved them ultimately, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, they've taken tw- they nine? took twenty nine points from the last twenty four games. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no. 25 points from the last uh, 34 games John Brooks says on uh, numerous occasions Gav don't forget to tell everyone to like and subscribe because I'm not I don't know whether he's liking or subscribing or he's just not telling people um, we're doing away with the like and subscribe from Gio and the Force we're not asking from Gio on the Force we will not ask you <laughs> to like, subscribe, share or do anything the only thing we ask is that you put comments in here we are stopping all appeals for likes and subscriptions and all that from June <laughs> the Force. That's a promise. It will not appear on your screen. It will not be coming out of anyone's mouth. And um, that's the new thing from June. Um yes, yeah.
1: So just to cap it off, hmm. the you know, Everton, they've found a manager who gets them. They'll they'll bounce into next season um full of hope. Uh, if they get, you know, if they get ten points from the first four games again, I'm sure they'll be crowing about it and putting up league tables and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, look forward to um, looking at the fixtures again and see when we play them.
0: My favourite bit about it is um, reading back on the comments about our players about three months ago or two months ago and then reading about them at the end of the season. Like Richarlison is literally being, you know, he, he might as well be Gandhi at this stage, right? <laughs> and they were absolutely hammering him two months ago and I mean hammering right 50 million get him out of our club Calvert-Lewin the same oh, Keane is this key. they absolutely destroyed these players from say January to would you say mid-April and now they're being carried aloft on their shoulders and, and stuff like that but listen I, I thought they go down but then as it got closer I thought no they won't and i I said it last week and I'll, I'll, I'll go around and I know this won't Matic, I won't be happy with this but I'm kind of happy they stayed up <laughs> because I want, I want to see them talk about the financial situation, and I want to see Frank Lampard given a summer, um, and go into a season where this is his team, and let's see where you go. Because make, no matter what way you put it, and no what way you dress it up, Everton finished te- finished the league on 36, 37 points, something along that line. H- horrendous for the for the team they have. They're absolutely swimming in debt, and. Any questions that were asked tentatively earlier on in the season are going to be asked hard um, once this football season comes to a conclusion, and I mean that with the sense of the Champions League. And once we start moving into June and July, Phil Everton winners of the season for you? Uh,
2: like we talked, we've talked way too much about Everton. They don't deserve <laughs> to talk about. Right? My only regret is that they weren't relegated. Like honestly, I've 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 no time for them in in a general but not not no time is it. In, I just they're nothing. Nothing club, nothing thing, and the more you talk about them, the more you validate their existence. So, whatever, good boy. You're, you're, if it was the draft to be number two hundred and seventy-five, Mister Relevant, Everton. I said the best, the only winner there is Frank Lampard, who's now got right relegation escape wizard associated with his name as a manager. <laughs> relegation escape wizard. <laughs> right? So he is guaranteed at I least lo- nine more jobs. I'm going to get Ray <laughs> Brady
0: to do a photo of, uh, of Frank Labrador with relegation escape wizard on it with right? blue flares and an Alsatian dog on it.
2: He, he's guaranteed 10 more years of managerial jobs teams are hovering around the relegation zone regardless of whether he gets them relegated or not. A bit like Steve Bruce Alan Corbersy, all these lads who just make a living out of pretending to be an relegation escape wizards, right? So for me, Frank Lampard has galvanized his name. So it's not Everton, it's Frank Lampard who who and I said at the time he was my first winner of the week when we started this, right? He's now finishes as my last winner on the Everton side purely because he's guaranteed ten more years of work from. I'm delighted from fair play to you, Frankie. You're absolutely out your depth. You have no idea what you're doing, but fair play to you
1: have guaranteed ten years of work. I'm delighted from. Good stuff. Um just just to some just to speak, you did mention Mardik over there. I kid you not, she did buy a specific bottle of champagne to open if they got relegated. Right. I, that's no
0: lie. We stick her in the fridge. It'll last. It'll last <laughs> twelve months, no problem. And we'll all we'll all join her, we'll all drop around the gaff if they if they go down. Flights <laughs> out of Dublin like lunatics, just for <laughs> on one bottle of champagne. Um but look on from them. Um, I, I, I did say on Twitter earlier I was going to try crowbar Brendan Rogers in here at some stage um, but he is the reason everything stayed up when you think about it and um, that's all I'm going to say on Brendan and I look forward to him spoofing his way through the summer how he's still in the Leicester job is beyond me and, Calic- um, look, and um, he'll, he'll probably be back in the summer I have a feeling he won't I think he might do away with him but if he'll be back in the summer and he'll be back spoofing um, all over the place again next summer but I, I wanna sh- I wanna throw a shout out to Tommy Tuchel. And um I said earlier I think he's learned an awful lot about a squad this season. Um I've said it a few times I think they're a cup team at the minute. They're trying to progress on to someone that can put an actual league campaign together. But I think No, I'll leave Tommy Tuchel. Um Romelu Lukaku is a massive loser this season for me. Um, he came in with all the bells and whistles and he was massive signing from Inter Milan and he was the final piece for Chelsea. And I'll never forget the second game of the season when I watched Arsenal v Chelsea at the Emirates and Arsenal were appalling. That reminds me, we have to talk about Artete later as well. Um, but Arsenal were appalling um, Lukaku just wandered around the gaffer's shoulder and fell and Andy were like, "Look at it! Look at look look at what Chelsea are! They're giving him the ball and he's controlling it and he's playing it off the Mason Mountain and he's doing so, this, so he's good. doing that, Remember so that so good! Like literally, <laughs> so so good! They're gonna win the title! They're they're like they're the complete package." And Romelu Lukaku just decided, fuck this, I'm not playing football anymore. I'm going to start doing interviews about how much I love Milan. I'm going to have to do a public apology to everybody (laughs) ever associated with Chelsea. And then I'm just going to stop playing ball. I'm still going to stop playing, scoring goals. And um, yeah, Romelu Lukaku has been an unmitigated disaster at at Chelsea. And the quicker they can get him out, I think the better.
2: Gav, Chelsea is the graveyard of strikers, right? They destroy centre-forwards. Very few succeed at Chelsea. Like, somebody's going to say, where's Antio is he? I haven't seen him in the chat, right? But he'll, he'll go mad when I say about Drogba, right? Because everyone goes on about Drogba. Drogba used to score about six goals a season. Like, that's what, what he did. What Drogba did was he was effective around it, but he wasn't a goal scorer. Whenever they sign a goal scorer, he fails miserably. Doesn't, you can, the list is endless when it comes to... They signed Crespo, Geek. Shevchenko, Geek. Torres, Geek. Um... Who was the other this They've signed so many centre-forwards and they've all been absolutely appalling when they get there. Spanish, and every team's gone, he's going fella. to
1: what well, Who was the yeah, other Spanish
0: fella? Maratha. Um,
2: the, the only one that's really worked for him was Diego Costa. But he embodied Chelsea. <laughs> if that makes sense, right? He's the only one that's gone in there. And he was a horrible prick. And to be fair, I loved... Diego Costa, right? I love the fact that he just spends his life winding people up. But if you thought of Mourinho and you thought of Abramovich, Diego Costa is like literally the most perfect striker that Chelsea could ever sign because he was basically the Abramovich era at Chelsea, right? He was good, but nobody liked him but you had a begrudging sort of acceptance and admiration for what he does. And he, he always thought, I wish he was at my club because at least then he wouldn't be at somebody else's club. Do you know what I mean? But you look, you look at the amount of centre forwards, Chelsea have ruined Timo Werner um, look at Mutu. you know, the list is endless, endless in terms of what it was. So Etu, he went there as well. <laughs> look, look at the names of these fellas who turned up at Chelsea and torn absolutely garbage. When it comes to comes to being a centre forward. The reason why Chelsea actually get away with it towards the end and don't miss out on top four or don't miss out on the on the the the, the um the the champions league, it's antioch one one one, not
0: antiochill. Yeah, hey, I call him antiochill as well.
2: I call him antiochill. It's better. He should change Antioch one Antioch
0: one one one. Like, what? This, this isn't <laughs> fucking Mars code for fuck's sake, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: It's Antiochil. That's yeah, why he's there, going, right? It's, it's like friends with Antio relax from around the corner. Uh, but the, it's, when you come back to it, it's like Giroud. Giroud was actually a free, but he wasn't signed as a superstar centre forward, right? He was just turns up there and he did his bit at Arsenal oh, and then yeah. he went to Chelsea, right? So like th- to me, Chelsea just a graveyard for strikers and Lukaku failing there is no surprise because he didn't walk there the last time. And Lukaku's always been a playground bully. Great against crap teams, terrible against the big teams, terrible in the big matches, and that's what they signed. But they spent £100 million on them. When you say about Tuchel, Tuchel's aim was to win the league this season, or at least challenge for the league. He's failed miserably, and he's done exactly what he did last season, fall off a cliff when you got from March onwards. And there's, there's, There was lots of talk in um, Germany about his training methods and his coaching techniques, a bit like Martin O'Neill. He's the German Martin O'Neill. His teams fall away. Towards the back end of the season, and that's why he's failed to to have that level of success that goes to what's going on. So, like to, to me, anyway, when when you've given Tuchel some flowers, doesn't deserve them, and Lukaku is what it was. I'm not really surprised losing the season. Not really. I, I was. You, you you could have bigger for the build sons. up for the build up. Yeah, yeah,
0: maybe for the down. build up, maybe for the build yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dico, can I throw can I throw a winner at you? Um, Antonio Conte. Because he has been, I think he's done a brilliant job at sports since he came in. And um, for what he have and what he brought in, and Ben Decor and Kulisevsky, um, and I might be saying that name, I, I, I completely get that name wrong. Is it Kulisevsky? Yeah, Kulisevsky. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, or is it Kulisevsky? But yeah, it could be. I, I say Kulisevsky, right? But anyway, um, it, it doesn't matter, right? But Dico, aside from getting the aside from getting the um, top four, which he does. The entertainment was brilliant. Like he's had a couple of meltdowns where he's oh, like literally time. telling you this club is shit. They don't, yeah. we don't do this, we don't do that, and he's absolutely hammered sports throughout <laughs> the season, but still goes and gets top four. He's definitely a winner of the season, isn't he?
1: Oh yeah, I mean he, he seemed to be a few days away from checking it all in, didn't, yeah, didn't he? And 100%. When he gave one that that sort of was it away
0: at Burnley. He lost and he just was
2: a
1: Burnley. Yeah. And Wolves,
2: mad. Wolves, he went mad after Wolves as well. I remember him going mad after Wolves, So maybe it was Wofford. Yeah, whatever team was. It together.
1: must have been absolutely wrecking his head, because one week they looked like they were kind of ready to go on a big run, and then the next week they'd lose like against Burnley or Brighton or you know, it, it was just it must have been infuriating for him. He they were getting he was getting no con- consistency out of that 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 sort of squad at all. You know, he had the big you know, the big hitters, Kane, Son, Kulishevsky being absolutely brilliant um for them in that second half of the season, being a being a real difference maker. Um, you know, he obviously had them well drilled defensively, they looked a lot more solid going out there with a the game plan. Um and Kevin Sullivan the, says they were
0: when they went out of Europe did one game a week to concentrate on and Yeah, well.
1: that's a big factor. But then again so did Arsenal. So they were kind of they were well, in Arsenal, the same, were never, but,
0: Arsenal ever in Europe. I don't think they were no they
1: weren't no so they they were they were in the same boat as their the direct rival I suppose over that last sort of ten to twelve games where they had to really kind of knuckle down, but um yeah I mean the one thing you would say be interesting I mean I don't think they'll you know I don't think they'll do too badly in the Champions League next season I'd say they're delighted because you know history shows that you can make big runs in Champions Leagues with with you know <coughs> sneaking into fourth and whatnot so that's a massive achievement for them. You know, yep. Conte will absolutely relish now. Um, Champions
0: League football. Do you, think do you think he'll stay there?
1: No. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. This year, one, yep. I think he'll have a crack at Champions League this season, yeah. I
0: think if PSG come knocking, he's out the yeah, door if, like a lunch. If,
2: if Pochettino's given the heave-ho um, this week, manager swap. Gone. He's gone. Yeah, Pochettino will be back at Spurs and they'll be all running around. They'll have a parade. They'll have a parade. They're going to yeah. borrow uh, City's fans to come down and have a parade for Pochettino coming back in at Spurs. Um, but yeah, no. I, I, I look, I don't disagree with you, can um But he's a winner in this season by default because he every is. other team around him. He is. He is. Every other I team mean, are, are absolutely poison. Like, United are poison and Arsenal. Arsenal had a 163-point gap between them and Spurs <laughs> with five games to go, yeah. right? yeah. I remember looking at it going. Actually, Arsenal could catch Chelsea here, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. This is, this yeah. What,
2: and they had ga- and and they had games in hand over yeah. Spurs at this point.
0: I think if they the won the game in hand, if they won the game, then I think they would have went seven clear of Spurs and one behind Chelsea. And they were all they were all tricky games, but then they
1: pulled out that big win at Chelsea, didn't they? Out of kind of yeah, nowhere, they,
0: they, they beat Chelsea away that? after oh, beating. Dude. They have two big wins in one week. Mm. Away at Chelsea and home was a home tonight, and then they go and beat Chelsea. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I think so. The yeah.
1: Chelsea game was kind of completely out of, yeah, it's felt like it was out of nowhere in some respects. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we beat them handled. The, the funny thing is we always seem to kind of really affect Arsenal. They always seem to be on these little handy runs and then we come along and absolutely sort of bashed and bashed the confidence. And then they seem to fall off a cliff for a few weeks afterwards. Not the only team that that seemed to go go that way actually after playing us. But, you know, the thing about... Back to sort of Conte and Spurs, they 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 absolutely feels absolutely dead right here. They're, they're blessed, and as we have seen in when we were in a battle for trying to clinch for the last fourth position, you know the last uh, space fourth place, it's a much easier kind of task trying to sort of compete and chase down you know teams that like Arsenal and Manchester United at the moment compared to trying to ch- chase down a Manchester City. So. Um, yeah, all credit to him, but Phil probably wants to the lead then on into kind of you know Arteta and and the you know the absolute sort of disaster that be- became Arsenal in those last few weeks. But
0: Phil, Phil, before you do, right?
2: No, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't. I was <laughs> going <gonna laughs> to ask you, you, Arsenal, me, do, you remember Kupin, do you remember Liverpool?
0: Do you remember Liverpool couldn't win the league because it was a course and Graveler had to piss on yeah. the hosts at the at the cup end? Yeah. Um, do you reckon? In a reverse course, because Arteta was given a new deal, um, and subsequently lost two games in a row, got a manager of the month when he lost the game in the month. He didn't even win all his games, right? And then brought all of the staff that's ever walked at Arsenal onto the training yeah. pitch for a big picture. They- Do you reckon yeah, that they- reverse course went against him? <laughs>
2: He's just a penny's. Pep Guardiola with a stupid galaxy brain to match him and that's like I, I've, I've no time I actually I, I, I think I, I've said to to Mad Dave Fitz who's, who's on Twitter I've said to him before I said the quicker you use bin Arteta into the nearest bin and sky him back to Manchester City or across the moon or something or onto the nearest asteroid that's going to go close to the earth by about a million miles the quicker you'll have a chance of actually getting top four because this fella has no bottle no metal no balls no nerves right, and that's basically what their issue is? That's what Arsenal. They look great playing against rubbish teams, and as soon as they had as soon as anything was on the line in any match for Arsenal, no bottle, no metal, bamoose, right? So I, and I don't want to talk about them because I've, we've talked about loads of losers. I actually want to talk about winners for a change, right?
1: And this oh, is like Dumphy there. You've gone yeah, this one Dumphy there. How oh, <laughs> <done> there. <this. laughs>
2: What have you got there? Just We're
0: in showbiz, baby. Yeah, <laughs> showbiz, yes. baby. got to Do you know what? Just a spo- spoiler alert. Um, our next um, our next sound bit will be that thing, Arty Maguire. That's definitely going to be on this show <laughs> from uh, <laughs> next week onwards. However, right. However,
2: for me, I want to go for the my winners. Right, my winners is the fact that the best footballers won the prizes this year. Right, because normally the fellas who win like. Um, player of the year and stuff like that are, are just random blokes that they, that they just pick out, right? But Salah gets the writers' player of the year because that's voted earlier the year, and, and properly so. People forget how good Salah was up until the Afcon, right? Yeah. He was he was untouchable in the. He plant, ends right? up with
0: thirty six or thirty seven goal involvements in 38 games, and it's yeah. not even 38 games. I think it's 35.
2: Kevin De Bruyne gets. Um, the Player of the Year award which is voted a little bit after the Football Writers of the Year and I think as as it goes I listened to what you were saying about him on the Fatback 4 last night and I completely agree with Sean was, was saying Is the best midfielder he's seen in the play I, I genuinely think he is I, I, my biggest regret is that he's playing for Pep Right? It's like Grealish, right? I think he, Guardiola is, is 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 ruining these players. And I know you might think that's mad, right? But their true brilliance, you're not getting to see their true individual brilliance. Not getting to see the, the craft of what they have. And you have to watch... Oh, I, I, give, I give
0: anything for De Bruyne in the Liverpool side.
2: Ah, oh, look, like, imagine De Bruyne in Klopp's Liverpool side. What we would be talking about is... Gerard, peak Gerard in that club side. That's what you'd be getting yeah, yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah. But but a player who wants to play in that position where he doesn't have any defensive duties, who wants to play as either the apex of the top part of the midfield, or is happy to play off the off the sides in terms of that. I'd, I'd love to see it. And Grealish as well, ruined by Guardiola. He wants to play him as a wing back or a fucking a bouncy back or a twisty insidey tawny back left, right, left there, and not don't pass forward, pass sideways, sideways. Oh, listen, it blows me mind. You know. The, the, there's lots of things there but De Bruyne gets Player of the Year Salah gets Football Writers uh, Player of the Year fantastic they, they are by far and away deserving of it and then you look at the Golden Boot it's share between Son and Salah and I have to say I Son is one Son. of my f- Yeah, I, I love watching him play, he's one of the right? most
0: underrated footballers in the world
2: yeah and I love watching him I love watching him had Mane managed to share that as well I, that would have made me the happiest do you know what had Son him, should Mané do you know but what Son
0: should do. Son should do what? Run- no, no, yeah, I'd love, I'd love that. But Son should do what Robin van Persie do, and say I've given enough time to Spurs here, right? And no, it arse- probably won't happen because you know it, they've got in the top four. But Robin yeah. van Persie looked at Arsenal and I've done all I can here. United you know, you came in and went, we give twenty million for you, and we put you up front, and we want to win a league title. That's what Son should do, and that's no disrespect to Spurs, but I think that player is one of the most underrated players I've ever seen. In the Mm -hmm. Premier League He's fucking phenomenal Um, Mem Create says Not asked about Mbappe In the transfer talk Lads but check the news Interesting It wasn't a joke after all Um, Apparently um, Mbappe's come out And made a comment That he was in talks With Klopp About going to Liverpool Of course Liverpool Were going to go And inquire about killing Mbappe But they were never signing them It's just Astronomical money Um, But What's but Garth, just, just just to finish
2: on, on why I'm delighted that these lads win it, because there's now just random token English player thrown in there basically called Harry Kane, right? Like he's 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 not he shouldn't be anywhere near the best players in the Premier League. He was showing up for what he was this year. And that's just a fellow with who's 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 a long streak of piss and good riddance to him. That's what I hope I hope he goes and never we we'll never see him again. Hopefully he goes to United. Or Chelsea. If he goes to Chelsea, his career's over, so it'll be Grant because he'll never score another goal again in the history of football. Um <laughs> but Allison you mentioned him last night as goalkeepers go, there isn't a the fella that touches him. I've said it before, I told you he was the one to watch this season. I'm gonna keep banging this drum right now. <laughs> he better not let us down at the weekend and do it. I well, know
0: you could be against Ray. But
2: yeah, but the uh, Alisson has been phenomenal. Right, as a goalkeepers go, goal, he won the Golden Gloves. And like when you saw the rubbish about ah uh, the Arsenal fans going about Harry Ramsden being as good as Allison, and that he, he actually he might be slightly better than Allison. Like you don't know anything about goalkeeping if you think that anyone in the league can lace Allison's boots. We've been on here waxing lyrical about him all season long. He is absolutely. Off the charts, good. He's a generational goalkeeper, and to me, that's a huge thing to have. He's a gen. He's he's defining the next evolution of goalkeeping, which is not just the sweeper keeper thing that we saw with Neuer. It's not just he, he encompasses all the things that went on before him, but then slightly changes the game again. You were talking about the one on ones. He's developed a new method of this one on one thing, which is it's 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 a it's a chicken job, right? He never goes too early. He never goes too early in terms of what it is right so watch watch him when he comes out he holds himself up and up and up and then when he goes he gets the spread but it's a different type of spread to what you are seeing before and it's all about smothering everything is about smothering everyone wants to be a, a, a star shape or something like that i absolutely love love the fact that the best players this year won the best awards and it's just, he's just, I I just want the last word there for winners to Alisson because to me, no matter what happens on Saturday, he's he's absolutely, he's been the complete keeper. I don't think we've seen a better goalkeeper a better level of goalkeeping than than what we've seen at him this season. He
1: makes another amazing save yesterday that doesn't really kind of get the kind of showcasing that, you know, maybe it would if it was a a, a Ramsdale or, you know, someone with the Gea or whatever. It's it's just just standard fare now isn't it that they've from huang you know and and it is a you know it's at a vital time sort of thing you know
0: it's and that's one of the areas where he's been he has been done on occasion at that near hmm. post uh, son hmm. has done him at the near post and like, i think son does him twice once it's disallowed and once he actually does it at anfield and does him. I think, but you see him he's just uh, we were saying last night now anteo chill wants me to give Wants me to give Philip Balkin He said it's Antioch Tord, not Antioch 111, and he spells it Antiochil. His name is Antiochil. We're not going to away, get over and it then. now. It's Antioch the Tord, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is he fucking? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Antiochil, <laughs> chill, chill the fuck out. Um, uh, Sam Tandy says, Son just signed a new contract last summer, shot himself in the foot there, fell for Levy's trap, same as Kane. I but, it, but on, uh, we're on, on Alison, I said it last night. Overall, so, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world, right? And I think yeah. the only thing that puts Edison close to him is Edison's distribution. Allison has really good distribution. Edison's is off the charts, right, in my opinion. <laughs> he's just a footballer in goal, right? But you're not in goal to play, play football. You're in goal to stop stuff. And when you see Allison, it's just one-on-ones, shots him outside the box, inside the box, cross. It doesn't matter what it is. The fe- And, Dicko, oh, you're right. He's making saves where... If any other keeper makes it, it's like they're on highlight reels and Premier League years for years and years to come. He's just doing it and people are going, I, yeah, Alisson just saved that one. He's think
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like <laughs> all the concentrating on and seeing like on, on the replay is, oh, yeah, it, it, it is a corner. Of course, it's a corner because he's just made an amazing save. Yeah, you know but it's I mean? not. It's
0: not like like you said. Like if if Harry Ramsden or, or any of the boys, they it's like oh my god. And you know, Sky Sports will do ten minutes on it in the morning. Um, where I don't know someone that's there just wanders into the studio. But with with Alison, <laughs> it's just like oh yeah, he just saved that. Do you not oh. remember the one West Ham game? where
2: uh, Sky and Gary never got into the head that he was weak on crosses and he was weak under pressure in the box. Did you yeah.
1: not remember that? When your mum was, was like, elbowing in, was the yeah. Yeah, yeah, an elbow in the face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he got an in the face. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was like, uh, yeah, he's he's always been dodgy under crosses. I don't think I've ever been watching this fella. Like, he's literally, he comes and just knocks people out of the way and he's just, uh, listen, listen, as I said to you, my winners are the fact that the, the, the chosen players in the best positions have, were more or less... Now, you could argue with some of the, the choices and Trent doesn't get the, the flowers he deserves and, and all that type of stuff. But I'm happy that Mo and Son um, were recognised, happy that Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne were recognised. And of course, the big man in goal, the joint of a man in goal, mm-hmm. um, was, was recognised as well for his brilliance. And look, that, that made me happy. That made me happy at the end of it because when I think about all the fans that you have to listen to, not about the fans at the ground, the fans that um, invade pitches, the fans that are the, so, the quiet minority who are actually a vast majority, uh, the fans that boo anthems um, when they're when they're there as England fans in Wembley, but then the fans that actually boo the English anthem are something are wrong. Um, I, like, actually, I have to say fans are pro- pain in the arse um, this year. To be well, this I, I want
0: to give a I want to give a shout out to Liverpool fans <laughs> at the FA Cup final. Yep, um, and I can't understand for the life of me how anyone thinks that what they done at that at that game was out of order. And I'm not going to go into it in any way. <laughs> don't but, need to, but but I don't need to, especially on this channel with the people that are watching. For anyone that's a supporter of any other club that's watching this or any stage, and you think that what Liverpool fans done at the FA Cup final is banging out of order, I I just I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know your angle, and just. It, ju- it I'm, I'd be amazed when this stuff when this stuff happens and people go oh they're, they're doing it they're it and I'm like yeah yeah they're fucking right there because if you didn't like something you wouldn't be happy about it and the difference the only difference in it all is is that Liverpool fans have the fucking bollocks to stand up and, and say what, what they think uh, where the rest just sit and I think this, this is great. And then they'd be moaning about the exact same stuff Liverpool fans are moaning about come Monday morning. That's the truth. Um, there's massive name issues going on here, right? I know, Antio- yeah. Antioch, Antioch the Tord says the reason he's Antioch the Tord is because Antioch the first and second were taken. Um, I presume that was Well, he's dad, Antioch granddad. chill. Um,
2: he's Antiochil. Right, I think no, like he's if, if he was um,
0: Antioch II, then he'd be fucking, then, then Laszlo rocks in and says, Well, I didn't want to bring you up, but uh, you're also pronouncing my name wrong. The X is silent. So what is it? Laszlo Panifle. Panifle. <laughs> What's the X there for? It's Laszlo and um, That's not going to change either. Um, <laughs> your, your motion for name change is being dismissed by this court. Yeah. Laszlo Paniflex. <laughs> and antiochill i avo i'm not and i've anger. always
1: got a problem because you call him avo
0: ter- avo third. avo is <laughs> he reckons his name is avo Tord. so um you know where that's going as well um, we're nearly an hour in um, uh,
2: come on on that right one one notable exception crystal palace fans are brilliant that's the worst end, fans right? are the worst I oh, know, but Crystal Palace fans, don't nice worry about the worst. There's, there's so many bad ones. West Ham fans are terrible. Um, Wolves fans are terrible. There's loads of random teams. Burnley fans are terrible. There's so many bad fans in the league, right? But the Crystal Palace fans are one of the few fan bases that have their own songs and sing their own songs about their own team and don't spend their whole time singing about about random teams that they aren't even playing against. right? Let's be honest about this. right? The vast majority of songs that go on and, and matches that you're watching, you hear randomly songs about Liverpool and stuff like that. And you're going, what in God's name are you singing that for when you're playing against Norwich? It, it doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? And it's like they But the Crystal Palace fans... Look, the Crystal Palace... Think about what they've suffered, right? They had to suffer years of Roy Hodgson, right? <laughs> and they still managed to sing songs and get up for it, right? Like, honestly, these lads deserve to get a trophy. And I think Palace... Um, The Palace fans And what Patrick Vieira Has done at Crystal Palace Right They're getting my nomination For Overachievers And super winners Of the season Because When they talk about Newcastle They spent 90 million To finish in the same place They finished with Steve Bruce Right Everton Have the 6th highest wage bill And finished 16th Okay United Have the 3rd highest wage bill And finished 6th Like I'm telling you now Right Crystal Palace outperformed where anybody expects Crystal Palace to be and they played lovely football Brentford as well
0: I think, I think yeah Brentford give, give
2: fair shout for, for Brentford but, but I will say Crystal Palace knocking it down delighted for them in terms of what Vieira has done and fair play to him knocking the head off whoever it was that invaded the pitch that when he was being attacked by the Everton fans he should have knocked a few more heads <laughs> off them <laughs> as well
0: right? Yeah.
1: Stuck on that you <laughs> Muppets
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh C Cotter says ah, you can't have a go at Wolves fans, anyone would do that. No, this isn't about like Liverpool not winning the league and Wolves fans um you know having to crack about it. Just Wolves fans when they turn up Bramfield are just the if you they're just appalling. Their like, favourite appalling.
1: song though, like the 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 you know, you nearly won the league, I'd say they absolutely were waiting, you know, to trot that out. You because know, they had
0: they had I just I just find wolves like most fans in the tournament Bramfield aren't great. You know, the the, the this this a library shit and all most of them. Palace probably one of the exceptions. Um but when wolves are playing us, I'm just like, what is going on? Um veranda Cheers says, Yeah, you pronounced my name wrong too. Um, it's Vera in, the cheese. <laughs> Vera in the Cheese. Okay, Vera in the Cheese. Um <laughs> or we could just call you by our real name, but we won't. Um <laughs> Did any winners or losers yeah. before we? Well,
1: I have got. I mean, I've not done a loser, but I, I mean, I'll, I, I again, I'm not like this isn't. This is a hundred percent serious, but there's an there's a, a part of me which feels like Liverpool are kind of the ultimate losers here in some respects. Now I know we've won the two trophies. We were ten minutes away from a quad, so how stupid is that to say? But just in the whole context of. When I look, I I just seen a graphic, you know, it's how many Premier Leagues have been won. And it just feels like a bit of a kick in the balls to be sitting there on one Premier League trophy when you consider, okay, the, the 13, 14 thing was a thing on its own. But what this, what this team and what this squad and the manager and the staff and everyone associated with the club has put into these past few years to be pipped you know, on 90-plus points twice. Yeah, we've won it. We've won one. But it just feels like we um, we um deserve more than to have just that solitary Premier League. And maybe, you know, we, four more years of Klopp, when well, maybe we do. And I really think we need to stick a couple of Premier League trophies on, you know, on that wall. And and it's nothing really to do with surpassing United 20 and getting to 21. But I just think... We all know football is cyclical and we all know that, you know, we have windows and whatnot and teams won't be as bad as they are now and all this sort of stuff. We've got this kind of golden opportunity and the fact that we're up against City is annoying, but I just, it it feels like we're just letting some winnable leagues kind of pass us by in a way.
0: Are they winnable, Dicko?
1: Well they are because we're a point away from winning. Yeah, yeah, but but like
0: uh, look, I'd I'd fully agree with you if we were coming up against United, Arsenal, a club like that Spores and you go ninety two points is really good, but like if they're doing ninety three, we should be able to do ninety four, right? Now I'm not saying we shouldn't be able to do ninety Four this season or ninety five, but see, you could argue that he could have done ninety seven, ninety eight. Because as much as you want to talk about draws and losses and stuff like that, at the end of the day, I think we drop points in ten games, is it? And they drop points in nine, something like that. It's 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 very very close, right? But how we winnable are they, Dico? We like, drop uh,
1: points in three games in the second half of the season. Yeah,
0: but so so Dico, I don't know. I, I don't have the word winnable. Is, I think the fact that Liverpool are within a point of what Man City are doing and how they're going about it is more to be celebrated than than you know um, get annoyed about because I will if, if, if you I if you go, but, if, but if you if you look at the, if you look at the points finishes. Across the league table in the last ten years, for i sake. I don't really like this whole thing of oh, United won a treble on eighty points, or like it, it's a different league, it's a different era of football. But when I when I look at this, and I know where you're coming from, there is a frustration, there's no doubt about it. But more, my my bigger frustration of will be not with Liverpool, right, and what they're doing. It's what you're actually having to go up against and try be. I don't think you know. Would it be any shame if Liverpool finish on eighty five points this season? And you go, that's a good season.
2: No, and this is where I this is where I sort of disagree with. Normally, I'd, Ray, I'd be in your camp, right? But I know. And here's is. where here's where where it falls down. It goes back to the people's champion, right? Um, and when I say that, it's like whenever you watched the wrestling back in the late nineties, The Rock never won at race, WrestleMania, but he was always the people's champion. He never got to hold of the belt for more than about ten seconds, right? and because there's was always uh, the evil um Hale who goes and wins the belt and essentially Manchester City at that um they they've they've sportswashed the current thing they're, they're a state owned football team who are making up uh, invented investments in their commercial club and they've sportswashed football into what it is at the moment and it's been followed by the qataris at psg and we know that the um they they they're doing similar as well in terms of what's going on so when when you step back and look at what's going True football. Now you have the Saudis at Newcastle who are about to do the same thing as well. Um, For us to be even challenging is a success story. And I think what's happened in football will mean that when we look back at this in 10, 15 years' time, we'll actually talk about Liverpool being one of the last real clubs. To challenge one of these nation states who have engaged in sports washing as a as a means to try show how big they are as a nation and uh, to cover over an awful lot of human rights abuses that are going on in these countries. So, like ultimately, where we where we stand at the moment, we are the only true football club um, to be challenging for league titles
0: over the last four years. You see, see, that's that's where I come from because I think what's the year doing in this league? that they owner of Canter. Right, because we look. If Liverpool have won that league title yesterday, right, with ninety, what do we end up with ninety two? And say Nine. City, say yeah. City drop points, and he end with ninety one. Right, City would wouldn't even break sweat in going out and going with Haaland, seventy million. Um, we want him, him and him. It's two hundred and fifty million. Bang, no problem. It's out of because FFP doesn't happen anymore. And they've actually given them a three-year notice to go, listen, you do what you like for three years, and then we will start looking at things. And you can see it already being put in place day by day with every deal that comes around, right? And, you know, like, they do that at a canter. We have a fantastic squad of players, manager, backroom staff, you know, the fans, everything. We have everything in place. But we're squeezing every last ounce out of air football club, in a, in a footballing sense, in a marketing sense, we're squeezing everything out, right? And we're getting the absolute optimum out of that. And that optimum at the moment is somewhere between ninety and ninety nine points, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous, right? Yeah, no, and, I, I, get, I, I, and we're we're sque- but we're squeezing that out, right? And this goes back to when Liverpool don't win a title, it's masking everyone else because everyone else is asking themselves, why can't we squeeze that? How can we not squeeze that? Like. They're squeezing it. What we're up against here is a horse cantering faster than you can sprint. That's what you're up against. Yeah. We're up against a motorbike in a horse race. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's what you're.
1: I mean, you know, to use kind of almost a horse race analogy in America, they're allowed to basically dope up the the horses up to the up to the eyeballs. in in, in the UK, they're not allowed to do that. It's it's I suppose it's a similar kind of thing here. It's not necessarily a level playing field. I get all that. I'm just there's this tinge of disappointment that I think I don't want to come across as kind of you know self entitled, but I think what we put into this season kind of Deserves and merits a Premier League trophy at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, because and you feel like you're banging your head against the wall. Yeah, you do. And That's I'll go to Paris. I'll go to Paris this week, and I'm going there with the mindset of celebrating this mm-hmm. team, going into bars, mingling <clears> with <throat> fans, singing our songs to celebrate what we've just achieved so far this season. Not just about being there because there's a game on on Saturday night in Paris. I, you know, I've I've missed an awful lot this season. You know, won't go into the whole season ticket thing. So, so delighted to be going back next season in person back to Anfield. But um, it, there's an element of sadness with all this that we just, we, we we got so close and it feels like we've lost out. The whole, I, I get, you know, people's comments around, you know, is it winnable and stuff like that. But when you when you're so close to that prize and probably as well, on top of the fact that the one year that we did win it, we weren't able to go out there and enjoy it and share it and rejoice. That's that's almost kind of almost opening up the wounds a little bit more again, if that yeah, makes I, sense.
0: I completely get that. And But the consolation I would have above, above all, above even the frustration as to, you know, trying to win a horse race against a motorbike, is what you have is not a flash in the pan. What you have is not a squad that's going to fall apart. It's not a manager that's going to live. It's a structure that's going to disintegrate. What you have is is right now is a team that are looking going, oh, wasn't enough. Right, let's go. And we do 95, 96, 97 next season, like they did in 1920. This team is better than 1920. Make no bones oh, about yeah. it. This team yeah, is yeah. better than 1920. Yeah. and. Klopp said it brilliantly. He said, if you want to win big, you have to lose big. And what are you saying in that is We've we've lost like this before and we've shown what we're made of off the back of it. And I've no doubt, regardless of what happens on Saturday, right? I've no doubt they go into next season and they are absolutely fueled to the gills to go again at this and even more determined. And that's the that's the consolation I sit with after yesterday and I may have to sit with on Sunday morning, but I don't put a past Liverpool to go and win the European Cup, make it number seven on on Saturday night, and literally replicate eighteen, nineteen, and go right. Let's go again, and the pressure's off oh, again.
1: It'll be the ultimate cure to all our hangovers this well, week. Well, I don't evening. know,
0: Dicko, uh, because if they win on Saturday night, I don't know what sort of cure I, I may need on Sunday. <laughs>
1: Genuinely, um, no. But look, we we look, we've got we've got an unbelievable opportunity now to like. On paper, I think we'd be favourites for Saturday. There's obviously a few things at play now around injury worries um, that kind of have a few doubts creeping in my mind. Um, It's probably getting more towards a flip of a coin. Not sure my heart will be able and my mind will be able to take extra time and certainly not penalties after two penalty shootouts this season. I'm just desperately hoping that we can win that game on Saturday in ninety minutes, a kind of following the side the kind of Tottenham footprint of scoring early, scoring late would be absolutely fantastic and a and a 2-0 without all the drama would uh would would suit me down to the ground to be honest with you because I think I had enough drama yesterday with, with with thinking it was with you know with that trophy was within our grasp and then ultimately it being uh, there, evaporating in front of our eyes in the space of about six minutes. Mm.
2: Gav, just yeah. before we get on to um, and the closing arguments uh, in this uh, trial, <laughs> no, we're
0: not, we're not. We haven't okayed any name changes here tonight, by the way.
2: Okay, but just mm-hmm. okay, before we get on to the closing argument, uh, my, my I, I just want one final winner, right? And for me, it's Jurgen Klopp, and it's not just about what he did on the football pitch; it's his take on life and things in general. Right he's given a couple of glances behind the curtain uh, to his, to what he is as a manager, and why the players love playing from so much right and that to me is why we have the best in the world managing this football club when you think to the th- things he said around the pandemic, when you think the way he's reacted to questions around the politics and everything else that's going on, when you look at his reaction to not winning the title at the weekend, in terms of how, again, his comments about that, if you want to win big, you have to be prepared to lose big. His, his, his thought process and how he goes on, how he made his decision to stay, how he's given all advice to England as a nation as to what they should be doing. And, you know this guy is—I call him the master CEO because that's what he is, right? He's the—he's the—he's the—the he's the apex of the football club. I know we've got commercial guys and everything, but when people look at Liverpool Football Club in the footballing world, it is Jürgen Klopp that sits aloft that, and it's Jürgen Klopp that that's brought us back to where it was um to be. And it'll be Jürgen Klopp that gets us out of line. And, and to raise point, I think if we win one more league title under Klopp. Whether we win another Champions League, or whatever if we win one more League title under Klopp, which is which is which is doable and which is possible to, to his credit, this this to me is 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 the greatest error despite everything that went on before. Right, to put us back at a pedestal against teams where where they have internet, where they have unlimited resources and do whatever they want, that to me is is the biggest winner. And you can you and I'll finish with this: you could take Jurgen Klopp and put him into any other club in the top six. Excluding City, right? So put them into any club in the top six, excluding City, and they will all, all be in the position that we are today, right? You could take Pep Guardiola and he won't have the same success at the other clubs because he doesn't know how to do it without the money. And that's why the man, in my eyes, is a legend and he is this season's ultimate winner. And it is Jorgen Klopp, Bill.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I find I find it hard to disagree because <clears throat> while we talk about disappointment and when we talk about what we're up against and stuff like that, it would be very easy for Jurgen Klopp to turn around and go 2024. 20, I'll give it to 2024 20, yeah. and look what I'm up against is fucking ridiculous. Like, you know, and at times he must be fucking banging his head against the wall going what do I do but he doesn't he just doubles down and goes no let's nash another two years on it we're not here for two we're here for four and he's sending that message out to the likes of Man City or or whoever that wants to come across as Liverpool side over the next four years we're going nowhere and he's complete belief in what he's trying to do with this group of players and new players and you know to be new Michael Edwards won't be there anymore there'll be new guys in he's complete belief in what he's trying to do so yeah I think it's hard to disagree with Jurgen Klopp I think he's been he's, he's just a fucking business I think I, I genuinely think he's the best manager Liverpool has seen since Bob Paisley. Um I don't think he's the biggest influence on the club but I think he's the best manager Liverpool has seen since Bob Paisley. Um
1: The thing I would say is we've gone from a state of kind of punching above our weight somewhat in kind of you know if you, if you even go back to the last Champions League final against Real Madrid you know we were we were kind of I, I, I don't think we were anywhere close to the state that we are now you know in no. terms of how the, the squad has been developed and evolved over these last few years and how we've we've hit on on so many successes in the transfer windows. And the players that we have brought in, you know, all the way up to, you know, Louis Diaz, um, you know, Jota, uh, even Cate's starting to come good after after looking like he was going to be a complete bust. You know, Tiago's being amazing this season. Fabinho, you know, Canate looks like the future. We, we've we've hit on um, Robo. We've hit on backups in Simicass. You know, we, we <laughs> the goalkeeper and Van Dijk. Not for
0: the week that's in a place. The, the goalkeeper
1: and Von Dijk speak for themselves. But everything, you know, and excited for <laughs> the lad coming in from Nobody mentioned that,
2: Matip. 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 What a, what a legend. Yeah, right? but, what a it, it, it,
0: but, but like, you're right, Dico. We weren't yeah. at that stage, but you can see what he builds. And that's why I have confidence that he's built from 2018 to 2022. I actually expect him to build even further again from, to say, 2024, 2025, 2026, because that's what's in him. That's, yeah. that's And that's just the way he is. And, and you know what it is? Right, players will leave Liverpool this summer, right? There's talk around Salah, Mane, Firmino. Um, no, they won't all leave, but, you know, there's what? talk. With, um, James Milner could go, Oxley chamberlain could go. But the thing is, it's not like players are looking on. well, I have a go at that, what's it like? Everyone knows what it's like, A, to play for Jurgen Klopp, to play for Liverpool, and what is expected of you? So there's no players coming in here for an easy ride. So it's actually becoming a little bit easier for Klopp to build. They put so much work into who they're going to sign on a personal and professional and, you know, a footballing level. But players are also going, I won't be able to walk into that team. I won't be able to trick my way in and and go along for a ride because the level is there and they have everything absolutely nailed as to what way they want to bring this football club forward on and off the pitch that... I just, I just would not back against them to win on Saturday and go into next season and just and actually go for everything again. I wouldn't put a bias, but especially with that five subs in in more or less every game. I think it's every game next season. The
1: next season is a really unique season, isn't it? You know, with the you know the it'd be the, obviously the first season with the five subs, which is getting getting mm. a lot of mention and on. Because the World Cup in the middle. I think there's like, what, six, 16 games, and then there's the big massive break, mm-hmm. six weeks or something, and then you're straight back into it on Boxing Day, I think it is, isn't it, Stevens's day? Mm-hmm. So like, it's a really unique season, and the one thing that I think that Jurgen Klopp is especially good at is tr- is somehow trying to eke out that extra edge on the rest of the league and I think he will come up with a way of approaching next season in a in 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 the most advantageous way possible you know whatever it is whatever secret ingredient secret formula I really trust in Klopp to come up with a way of trying to use the fact that it is an unusual season as this kind of leveler between us and Manchester City, either get, you know, go into those first 16 games, hit it hard, get a lead, whatever. That's what I think you'll do. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever it is, you know, like put everything into that first part of the season and then see if, if City have got the guts for the, for chasing it in the, in the dark winter months when a lot of their players, hopefully the likes of De Bruyne gets to a World Cup final and whatnot and plays, a ridiculous amounts of extra times on the way. You know, things like this that that hopefully will will bring about some kind of level and when you've got, you know, Mo Salah not going uh, to the World Cup, Mane probably not getting too deep into the World Cup, and, uh, you know, Diaz not going, um, you know, Jota not necessarily going too deep in it, you know. So it, hopefully hopefully we can come up with something, and I, I do. That's the one thing I would always give Klopp, The 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 kind of almost the edge on, um, Pep and any other manager in the league that he will seek out any little advantage you can get, Mm.
0: and he'll do it for me. He'll do it in a way that he's always done it by using what he has. I just feel that City could literally turn and go. We have seven players at a World Cup that could go to qualifying stage. We're buying three more players, (laughs) you know, just for the sake of it. Um, That's being winners and losers. But before we go, Phil world games any updates? world games
2: yeah I have to, uh, to this week I'm bringing you. This, I'm introducing you to the world of casting right? right and I was there going what's casting like said, you know you, you you need to find out these things before you go over there sounds like their...
0: is that not when like they're doing a film and they yeah people it, it does
2: sound like that right but it isn't but it's not so so
0: casting is basically you know when you go fishing yeah, okay. Right? So they've just taken, hold on, let me guess. Have they taken a part of fishing? At, all right, so hold on, hold on, let me get this right. So fishing, right? Yeah. Part of fishing is casting the rod that the, out there. Yeah. So what they've done is they're going to have fishing at the war games. But yeah? instead of calling it fishing, they're going to call it casting. Am I
2: right? Sort of, right? right. So you've got the idea, right? So the bit of fishing where you cast it out, right? Yeah that's the sport but they don't do it in a river you're doing it on a stand in a field
0: ah okay so what is it, <laughs> yeah. is, it is it like is it like a mix of fishing and javelin where you have to see if you can get your cast forward as people? far
2: as far as oh, no on, way on, right? right okay and there's, diff- there's different events there's spinner there's fly because you can do fly yeah. casting but you have to yeah. do it like that right there's okay. the spinner and then the thing and, and no fish and no bait get hurt well you can't game. have fish in a field
0: <laughs> okay so that's casting okay so
2: casting guys... is meant, i started watching that today for about 20 minutes on my lunch break because they go this is this is fascinating right just okay, same, what's okay. Gonna, I, I had to then move on to my next sport Wait, what which is, is, is fist fist ball
0: okay is it right. just handball
2: mm. no i thought it was going to be handball or just a fella like punching a football right <laughs> or something to, to, to what's going on but right it's actually attack volleyball, right? And it's very inter- it, 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 this now genuinely will suck you in, Gav. It's a spectator sport, uh, I'd say, at a, an elite level, right? So it's a volleyball court that's about three times bigger than a normal volleyball court. And there's five people on the on the pitch, basically, right? And they're all wearing football gear, okay? And the ball's allowed to bounce once. So you can hit it over and it bounces, right? So it's got to get- a volleyball net. No, they got rid of the net. They just have a line across two sticks. Right. So okay. anyone can play this in, in in on the road, right? And the cars can go underneath the line, it's grand, right? Right. So basically if the lads serve like they do in volleyball up and whack it, right? Is there in the- No, there's just a, just just a piece of rope across two sticks. Right. right? So then and then they hit it, and yeah. then it bounces on the ground, and they have. To and it has bat- to go over
0: the, the the string. Over
2: the over the yoke. but you can get up and hit it and go underneath this. Once you don't hit the string, you can go underneath. You can just do a little tappy. That's it's great. It's uh, if if check it out. It's on YouTube. Just type in fistball. Your 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 browser won't blow up, you won't get into trouble and walk around (laughs) like that. (laughs) (laughs) Google fist balls. That's don't do that now. No, don't do that. So that's that's really what's important. Um and then you get in. And it's it's fantastic. And there's two teams. The Germans are really good at this sport because they invented it. And the Austrians, strange enough, are quite good at it as well because they're next door to Germany. And the Swiss are very good at it. So it's a very German sport. And they have stadiums in Germany. They actually have stadiums in Germany where they play fistball Um, and it's definitely worth. I think though we should probably broadcast the casting live because I think it's free to to watch on YouTube as well when it's going on. So I'm going to be watching casting, which is huge. to think the last one was the one I sent on to you Gavin. I said like when we were talking about the the motorbike and the horse racing. The, did you look at that, um, the downhill, I, two hours of my life was given up to watching
0: the downhill. Don't say it like it was a chore, you loved it.
2: I absolutely adored it, right, Cause right. especially because yeah. it crashed loads, right? Okay. <laughs> it's like felled limbs and legs and everything going everywhere, right? Yeah. So it's it's urban downhill bicycle racing. Right. Okay. This is not in the war game. I was disappointed to find out that this is not in the war games. And I'm gonna petition the war games to see <laughs> if they can put this in it, right? But the particular run that caught me was the Valparaiso Serra Obaco, right? Which is yeah. but they've done it with a drone that followed your man and it's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. When you watch it, he does he covers the whole course in about two minutes and twenty seconds, and this thing frightens the bejesus out of you because his first run, he absolutely kills himself on the steps, right? because he's bouncing down about 11 D steps to get down to the bottom. It's mm-hmm. out, it's it's the greatest thing I've seen. And then I just went back to watching fistball and casting again. But like I, I will say, downhill urban cycling, if you're bored, if you need to take your mind off Pep Guardiola and his legends and the really shit parade Perhaps. they have. If, if you have, if you've had enough, enough, to, enough of that, stick on downhill urban biking, then go across to a bit of fistball and we are finished with the fistball. Finish up a casting for the evening, and okay. you'll be getting yourself a set up for the War Games 2022 I, in Birmingham, I, Alabama.
0: They are brilliant. The casting one is amazing. I still, Cast I still think top, top of the leaderboard for me is definitely uh, chess boxing, where they play chess milk and start uh, boxing each other, start boxing each other, and then sit down after three minutes and start playing chess again. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Here. Um, so yeah. Listen, um, maybe Ireland can put a bid in
1: for the 2024 World Games. Yeah, listen. Um, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm all on for it. I think I'm going to give Steve a shout and say, Steve, oh, come on, let's put a bid together for the World Games in 2025.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Listen, uh, hopefully more World Games <laughs> stuff from Phil next week because it's getting more intriguing as the week goes on. 45 um, we,
2: days till we don't, the kickoff of World Games. We don't, Games. Make it, we don't
0: um, talk an awful lot about World Games on, on the channel, but we do designate the end of winners and losers to World Games. And genuine, mm. generally just Phil because um, it helps. Um, as doctors have told us that it helps. <laughs> and um, it, it costs him less of medication if he's allowed to do that for 10 minutes um, on winners and losers on a Monday night. That has been it. Um, Don't forget to check out Felicon in the link in the description um, to donate, to check out what they're about and everything like that. Don't forget IPVanish either VPN service uh, rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot www.ipvanish.com Forward slash day trippers for a really good deal on a VPN.
2: Um, I I V P, I V I P vanished up in the mountains this morning. I was up yeah. doing, doing a, one of my practice runs, because I was there cycling and running today. Right, is getting ready to do because I'm going to do me, try to do my bit for Faille there in, mm-hmm. in July for you there, Gav. Right, um, and I decided, and uh, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run across to the rocks at the top of this mountain. Just what it is. Now I couldn't see a track, so I had to go across the the, the sort of boggy marsh. Yeah. <laughs> This, uh, <laughs> as I'm heading across she says I find a bit that goes down a bit and I ended up just poleaxing myself into the middle of a bog on the top of a mountain no one around um, and then landing in a header bush with thorns. that wasn't fun okay. um, and IP you, vanished well, wasn't even IP vanished IP vanished off the, I, of the, vanished off the side of the
0: mountain nice one um, Laura Duffy um, I don't know if we should read this out but here we go day trippers should come up with a new sport and submit them to the world games now yeah, there you go Phil there Don't give Phil any ideas. Phil is going to not watch the Champions League final on Saturday because he be too busy drawing <laughs> up the rules of his new game. Phil, that's your job for next week. You need I'm texting work. Andy now. You need. To we have for a new we, game for the world. We games. have a
2: whole load from when we came
0: up with and the game. I genuinely, I genuinely would email them from our email address with a proposition, properly do it out proper, and see deadly. what um see what will. we
2: do Galvin, Antio- the War Games is gone. can me and Andy come back on and do do shows about the War Games the, the uh, week of the War
0: Games no no please the, the, no the War Games Um, it's not getting a long show 15 minutes on a Monday is absolutely enough Um, I'm going to have see. to try and convince Andy while we're in Paris <coughs> to come back on this show yeah yeah. you will for the War Games yeah you, you, you might Andy O'Chill also known as Antioch the Third, or Antioch one 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 it says, "Great show, Gav the Tord one one one, Phil the Tord one one, and Dico." <laughs> so there you go. That has been, that has been winners and losers, and um, we've taken up an hour and a half of your time. Thanks a million for watching. Thanks a million for listening. If you're listening on a podcast later on, um, thanks to Phil, thanks to Dicko. We will be back tomorrow night. Me and Joe Wayman are going to do a full Premier League review review on all the clubs from start to finish. That's it. Over and out.